Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay will be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominique? Puerto Rico. Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's, uh, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Mike B. Hey, three guys on. Right back at y'all. Yeah. Mike B. Oh, hold All on. Right. I'm trying to raise dog. Oh. Trying, trying to raise dog. Say again? Oh, what do you mean you don't have to cut a cake? Who bought the cake? Who bought this the cake? cake? Did you guys buy me a birthday cake? Oh, you want it? <laughs> Wait till mommy comes home and let her cut it for you. We'll see how much she wants you to have. Go ahead. Oh, the temptation. The temptation. There's a cake. Huh? Yeah. All right. We'll be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So what's happening, y'all? I had a similar issue yesterday. I look at butt models. Because my (laughs) my wife bought me a birthday cake, Mm -hmm. and it was a tightly packed box. Very hard to cut. I had to to undo the box. I had to, because the box had like these little flaps on it. I had to. I had to deconstruct, break down the box so I could get in there with my knife mm-hmm. and cut my birthday cake all alone in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> all alone? <laughs> all alone. <laughs> if you had the, the deaf cat, yeah. the, the deaf cat would have knocked that cake off. The cat, so he he would have tried. <laughs> he would have tried. He would have tried. <laughs> that Dan Lebatard show only way Antonio Brown doesn't get picked up by someone is if he kneels in front of an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Deaf Cat. I had a deaf cat that died back in uh, 2008. Mm. Actually, uh, but he, we, if you listen on Monday, you know, Gang Gang knows. Yeah, he poisoned a cat. Yeah, I did not poison a cat. He had kidney <laughs> problems. He couldn't hear what was going to happen next. Yeah, he had <laughs> kidney issues. You know, but he was a crazy cat. He was running all over the place for three years. He got three years of. Uh, he got all his lifetime worth of energy in, into three years. And they died. But yeah, I said I. My wife bought a cake that was shipped from the cake boss guy, his company. And so she texted me, I guess, because we'll get a package on mm-hmm. the porch. I don't know that the package is, uh, the doorbell will, will put a little motion alert. I don't check it immediately. And she right. texted me. She's like, there's a package outside for you. I'm like, what? So I go out there and there's this box. I open up the box. There's a cake. There's dry ice keeping the cake fresh. And uh, yeah, it was very tightly packed. I had to, I, I had to get in there. Did you want to resolve that problem we talked about before we, before we, uh, Recorded the losers bracket. Um, still, still working. Still on working it. on it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's ongoing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think if if I know what we're talking about, yeah. You do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't. You weren't there. I think I'm, it's unaware. Yeah. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's coming soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, not a huge problem, guys. It's not, not a huge we're problem. We're having yeah, problems. Are you, are you and your wife having before problems? Before we did the losers bracket. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, Which I had we'll my be birthday. About today. But as of this this podcast goes out on the twelfth, mm-hmm. my birthday was Friday, the sixth. Which means Friday the thirteenth is coming up, everybody. It's an unlucky day for some people. My birthday I didn't do shit because it was a Friday. We didn't make any plans. My wife got home like around close to seven. Then it's like on a Friday night trying to go out to dinner at a nice place. It's like gonna be a fucking nightmare. So we just hung out at the house while I went out on my deck, my seldom used deck <laughs> that I paid eight thousand dollars for. Um Listen to Pearl Jam's verses. That's what I did. Listen to an album on my deck for my birthday. I have a neighbor who spends a lot of time on his deck and plays a lot of country and western hits of today. <laughs> so luckily he wasn't out there making noise for a change. <laughs> so that was my little birthday present to myself, I guess. She went to the oh, chart house. You know what I did? I bought tickets to see the Roots. That was my birthday present to ah, myself. Ah, yes, yeah. sir. That was my little gift to me. The roots aren't going to be in town until late December. I know, I'm buying two. Yeah, and I'm, I'm today buying two as well. Yeah, okay. I'll buy two. I made a group. Te- here's the thing. I, here's why I did mm-hmm. this. I made a group text with the two of you: Petey, Tim, Romaine, Elton. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the roots last year, and I, they were at the Fillmore. And sometimes with those general admission shows, tickets are still available even day of. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go, and I decided to go. And the year before that, me and you went, but then like, yeah, Petey was going to go. Backed out. Backed out. I think uh, maybe Haywood or somebody was going to go. Like a few people were like, I'm going, I'm going. And then they backed out. But I've been this guy before. I've been the guy who buys like six tickets. Right, right. And all these right. people are like, I'll take one. And then like two days before the show, they're right. like, my kid's got a thing and they don't go, but they don't pay you. <laughs> they just say, sorry. So I've been on the hook before mm-hmm. where I've had to just eat the cost of extra tickets that went unused. And so I stopped doing that a few years ago. I was right. just like, I'm going to buy two. I'll find one person. But when I went last year, Elton was like, oh, you didn't tell me you were going to see the Roots. I didn't know they were in town. I've always wanted to see the Roots. So I was like, oh, you didn't you didn't know they were in town? You could have bought your own ticket. So this time I just texted everybody and said, hey, everybody, you're on your own here. Yeah. But the Roots tickets just went off. Well, sale. I asked the queen. She was like, oh, I want to go. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have me buy two tickets and then. <laughs> they probably yeah. won't sell out for a bit, but That's the, good what I'm seats, thinking. the good seats are going to be gone. But quick. I got the money right now to buy the tickets. So I'm going to go ahead and yeah, buy Yeah. I have go. to PayPal credit myself. Yeah. <laughs> you to, but you're, you're taking your wife too? Yes. Because um, it's our anniversary coming up. Yeah. And, our, and it's our birthday. Okay. And we're going to Atlanta for our anniversary. Okay. So these tickets Why will be Atlanta? birthday. The black mecca for your birthday, for your anniversary. Um, she wanted to go. He's on the download. Didn't y'all do? Ve- well, there you go. That's <laughs> we, did, we did Vegas. You are on the download. Yeah. We did Vegas, you did Vegas last, last year, year right? Yeah. yeah. This, this past year. They were swinging then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to, she wanted to go somewhere cheap. I saw the video from the Cosmopolitan balcony. I remember you, I remember you posted that video. Yeah. So. What's Flexing. in Atlanta other than? Uh, well, we, well, she wanted to go to the, to the uh, aquarium. Okay. They have Why? a famous aquarium there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to go to the aquarium. And I'm like, that's what you want to do? Baltimore's got a good one. Yeah. They do have a good one. I've been to it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go there. You've been to that one? Take uh, the kids? Yeah, I haven't taken them yet. Yeah. Okay. And then we probably what go to the Martin Luther King Memorial. Okay. I'm, I'm a bad, I'm a bad, I'm actually a bad father. But I'm a good <laughs> husband and we're going to take her to the roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that makes up for everything. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horrible father. Yeah. Going to see the roots. Going to see the roots. That makes up for everything. Yeah. Be, look, this uh, look. is with the orchestra, right? Uh, No, this is not with the orchestra. This no, is the it's roots. just them. It's just the How roots. How are we supposed to dance inside Kennedy Center, though? 
it's you just don't. seats, but you can stand. I mean, I've seen if you go to see like a, a Jiffy Lube Live or Merriweather Post Pavilion and these amphitheaters, if you're not on the lawn, you're in a seat, but everyone stands. Yeah. Um, general admission is nice because you can kind of move around a bit. You know, if someone tolls in your way, you can kind of slide yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, but they play the Fillmore usually every year between Christmas and New Year's during that week. This year, for the first time, they're playing the Kennedy Center. I don't know why. Maybe the Fillmore was already booked, or maybe they've yeah. the grown. Fillmore show was nice. Yeah, the Fillmore is is general admission. You know, it's the, I went once one year a few years ago. It was on New Year's Eve. It was actually on the thirty first. Mm-hmm. But every year it's like the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, that range. And this year they're at Kennedy Center. So I guess people will just stand where their seat is. I mean, I've seen Pearl Jam in s- venues with seats. Everyone's yeah, standing. Yeah. So that's just you. I got my seats. One of them is like the aisle seat. So you get a little more room because you right. kind of s- drift into the aisle and no one's next to you on that side. So you can kind of, there's, you know, you can kind of space out a little bit. But yeah, I, w- I got third row tickets. There were still front row tickets on sale mm. when I looked. I'm going look, to look around your seats. I'm going to look in a minute. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm going to look. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking now. Yeah, they had a. I don't know if it's the pre-sale still. The pre-sale code was DMV Love. If it requires a pre-sale code, I think that's over. I think you just buy them. Is Love spelled L O V E or is it L U V? That's L O V. They. It's on Instagram. They were like DC Kennedy Center uh, pre-sale DMV Love. Yeah. And so DMV I saw it on Instagram. L-U-V. I'm, I'm gonna bring my pick with me if I still have my hair up. Bring your pick. Bring, bring my your pick hair out. Pick. Yeah, your Quest Love pick. Bring my Quest Love pick. I need to catch another Quest Love drumstick. I caught one once. I've caught one. I need to pair it up. That was the New Year's Eve show. I was with Herbie, and we were watching. The show was over. Mm-hmm. We were turning to leave. Two dollars. And um, you know they like throw their stuff out to the crowd. They, you know Quest Love's always throwing drumsticks out, and and literally we were at the back of the room. I turned around and Quest Love threw one. And I kind of lost it in the lights, but no one was around us because everyone was like up to the front trying to get like yeah. guitar picks and things. He saw Andy Klein leave and it was like that. He just that tossed Persian kind of yeah. Persian looking dude. There we go. Tossed <laughs> it. Perfect pass. Caught me in stride. Yeah. And I literally lost it in the lights, but I just stuck my hand out and it landed perfectly in my yeah, hand. That's it was, why you're a top. You're a top light pick. Yeah, it landed All right pro. in my hand. Now there was another time where there was one that came that landed very close to me, but all the people around me were like fucking boxing out. I'm like, you guys can have it. I got one. <laughs> you should no no you should have fought for that one. It was a fight. It was like people were just like I crawling. I think you could have got it though. <laughs> I might have got it. You, you could, if you would have went old old school Shaquille O'Neal, oh, maybe yeah. tra- old Oakley. Maybe fight dirty <laughs> Charles <laughs> Elbows. They got the Yeah. Got the, they got the <laughs> Charles Barkley in them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever I'm with goes out for the outlet pass. Make yeah. the Alonzo morning face. Yeah. yeah. That's that's all you gotta do. Because yeah. all you gotta do is get your hands on it. Once you get your hands on it and yeah. it, let's just say Randolph was behind you, right? Yeah. Get your hands Pass on it. it off. Hand it to Randolph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he passed it off. <laughs> Randolph takes off. off running. No, yeah, he just passed it off. You might take a couple of blows because yeah. they still think you have the, the, the drumstick. I'm like, oh, God, nothing, man. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you doing, man? You must have rolled it to seat. The old, the old hidden drumstick trick. There yeah, you go. Then you say you rolled it to seat. Everybody's like, oh, it's underneath the seat. Yeah. They fight for the seat. Yeah. yeah. You walk away. And then we're in the car and then we're in the parking lot. <laughs> you know what else? Parking lot talking. You know what else I could do? I could bring a cheap drumstick. Yeah. With me. Just toss it. There like, it is. And I was like, toss it. You can hear it like, clanging around. People are like, oh, shit. And then, like, they go after the fake dummy yeah. decoy drumstick. <laughs> and I've got Quest Love's drumstick right here by my feet. Yeah. I just pick it right yeah. up. Now, what makes Or Quest you could just buy some drumsticks in a, in a music store and say, I caught yeah. these at a concert. He has a signature. It's his signature drumstick. Yeah. You can buy it because it's, he has his own drumstick. Now, are these, uh, now, is this drumstick 
after he plays it, is it signed? Does it has his like what makes this? It's not signed, but it's all dented up from playing. Oh, but it's uh, it's all still warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all marked up from playing. Now I could probably just like do that myself. Yeah. I could fuck up a drumstick. <laughs> it's still warm. It has his little logo. It's a little like Afro kind of cartoon drawing guy. It's Vic mm-hmm. Firth, which is a real drumstick company. It's his drumstick. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could buy one and pretend. Yeah. But um, I know what happened that night. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I was the, Herbie was there. He saw it. I think so, that, I think that's what the plan is going to be. Yeah, we're going to box it. out. We're going to box out. <laughs> uh, I know the wife is down. She's always down for a little altercation. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's, she's ready tired. to scrap. Yeah, she tied her hair back a little bit. Because she's right. ready to go. <laughs> right. You got to form a little team, a little yeah. tandem. We just got to just we just got to decide who's get the drum who's taking the drumstick home. Yeah. That's why mine was just like it just I opened my hand and a drumstick landed. In it. <laughs> like there was no effort put together. I I wasn't up there jostling, <laughs> jockeying for position. That's why he threw you one. Yeah, he throws them like a he few short, a few long. He was like, I got to hit that guy. He'll bounce them off the stage. He'll bounce, throw it at his feet. He'll bounce up in the air. and people. Yeah. So he'll, he'll, he has fun with it. But this one was one of those go long moments. My eye. <laughs> and uh, I was like a punt returner. I was a fair catch in that shit. <laughs> did, did, right you, did you hear the, the music where, uh, you know, where they do the... Uh, the the um the game winning touchdown they're like do 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 <laughs> slow motion shot of me do, 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 NFL do. films extreme close up we have emails we got some emails and comments actually um uh, from last week's episodes we had uh some people well let me pull them up here some people emailed us and of course Patreon comments. There were a few of those. Well, let's go first with Dancy, who said, because uh, this was uh, back to the previous week where I said, do you guys listen back to back if you're in Gang Gang? Right, She's, right. Dancy said, I'm greedy. I listened to the episodes back to back. My whole reason for becoming Gang Gang was because I couldn't wait for the Thursday episode. Freeloaders are missing out. That's, that's correct. They are missing out. Absolutely. Fucking freeloaders. We got a Patreon comment from Rod. From the you black eye save that tips. one for the last? Shout out. Let's save it for last. Yeah. Uh, it was about the Chappelle um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's going to talk a more on that one. Let's save that one for last. And, and then we'll talk about uh, Walter Mosley. Yeah. Tijuan or whatever, however you say it. Tijuan. Tijuan. That's how I say it. Um, I put some stank on it. He says, uh, ha ha, my ninjas, the entire time y'all were living y'all's best life, eating the sandwiches. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I pictured. Popeyes was chilling in the room with Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, and Royal Farms. In walks Roy's and says, bitches, leave. <laughs> and the bitches left. <laughs> the bitches were Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, and, Ro- and Royal Farms. Royal Farms actually not bad. That's the, that's your number two. That was my number two. Pick. That was my number three. Yeah. Royal Farms. Wendy's. You, you changed. You got, you got no, no, sweat no. off Wednesday. Did you go no, back? I never I never had Royal Farms two. I thought you had one. I thought Romaine. you changed your mind towards the end. No, you and Romaine were two. I had Royal Farms three. I looked at it like this. I will buy Wendy's again. I will probably not buy Royal Farms again. So In order to buy Royal Farms, you have to be going to get gas. Well, I'm right by there. I, it's, that's the only reason. I, I live right by there. Yeah. So, But, it, I mean, Wendy's is as close as Royal Farms to me. Yeah. It's about the same. I don't think I'll ever eat another Wendy's chicken sandwich. That's I went back me. and got Roy's again, though. Of course. I drove to Leesburg. Was it just as good? It was it was a little drier this time. Okay. Um, they need to they have cons- consistency issues. That I guess. sauce on it. <laughs> it's not Popeye's level. I've had it twice now. It is not. 
as good as Popeye's. Okay. We'll do the taste test. It's a worthy challenger. It's a good um, plan B. Okay. It's a side chick. Yeah. That Roy Rogers, <laughs> that Roy Rogers sandwich was good. I don't think it's as good as Popeye's a, for here's, me. Here's, here's the problem. Well, it's, it's good. It's a little flatter. The chicken, the piece of chicken is smaller. I mean, Popeye's yeah. just, it's bigger and better, basically. Yeah. But Roy's bigger is, and better. Forget about Deffer. Forget about Deffer. Roy's is a flavorful sandwich. Yeah. Oh. So... I think Romain Ooh. went back. Romain posted a picture of Roy Rogers. He, yeah. He went back this Ooh. week. And then we have a couple comments from Raphael. Members of Benny tribe, royal members, be they male or female, tend to fight naked. That's when we're talking about fighting someone naked. The naked guy running from cops. Right. I can't even remember why, as a teenager, it was amazing seeing a girl stripped down before fighting her mate who seemed more embarrassed to fight back. But the first time we saw a dude stripped down naked to fight a fellow man sure changed how we looked at fighting naked. (laughs) There's a psychological effect a naked man brings to the equation. Then add the racist element of white privilege in America to the equation. So a woman strips down, like she just takes off the earrings, takes off, she just continues taking shit off. Is that what happens? Well, if a woman comes at you shirtless, to fight in the street? <laughs> I mean, that might be a little intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. She's already not scared. She takes yeah. her earrings off and then takes her shirt off. She continues to take shit off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, now hold you, on. Now, what, you, what do you got? What I, you got? I, the, the weather report said, where are layers? So hold on. I'm taking off many things. <laughs> uh, Raphael also says, sending a happy birthday. Shout out to Andy. He sounds way younger than 45, mm-hmm. but... At the same time, he sounds older than 45 at times with that wisdom of someone who has seen things and been around. And he's seen some things. I've seen some shit, man. <laughs> Have the best celebration, bro. Um, I skew younger, I think. But, uh, you know, I've got I've got this this, this wisdom, man. I'm so wise, guys. <laughs> Andy is wise. Wise guy. I know a lot. Uh, t- <laughs> Terrence commented with just the word test. <laughs> So the test went through. Terrence. Well, it went through. We're here, baby. <laughs> if someone else did that once. They just they just commented. Somebody commented first. Test. <laughs> Testing. First. <laughs> Second. <laughs> I should have replied and said, you know, you you passed. You passed. <laughs> B plus. Uh, Ka commented, I almost crashed into a city bus laughing at your guys' commentary on Pop Pop's podcast. <laughs> we haven't heard a new episode. I don't know what's going on with Pop Pop. And then Kyle commented again, I am able to listen to podcasts at work and then when I get home, so I blow through a lot of them. At first, I went back to back, but then the wait became unbearable. Now I listen on Monday and Thursday and countercurrents, shout out PD and Elena, countercurrents can help me out in between. Maybe I'm not built for this gang gang life. Uh, well, you know what, Kyle? Once you're in the gang gang, you can't get back out. can't get out. You can't get out. So, you can't get out, yo. Once sorry you about in, that. you in. Sorry. Uh, we got... An email from Leslie with an article. So let's get to Rod's first because Leslie sent us a news article. About what? Uh, I think it's Jerry Falwell. Okay. Junior with his personal trainer. Did you see oh that video? God. Is he gay? Is there something gay? It's <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> um, Rod from Black Eye Tips Podcast. Shout out. Comment on Patreon. First of all... <clears throat> First of all, y'all got to y'all got to drop the Roy Rogers sandwich down a couple notches. Based on because one of the side effects is making your eyes burn. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I I kind of had that same thing with Chick Fil A. Okay. That it was a it was a little bit too spicy. Did for you me? rub your eyes with it? 
Was it after you ate it? No, it's just a little bit too spicy. I understand yeah. that. That I didn't feel that with Roy Rogers. I, I don't like really spicy, like hot spicy. I like salty spicy. I think he's talking about your the cat allergies that were mounting. Well, that I mean, that maybe is it was maybe it. it's a sandwich. You know, but I don't think it was the same. No, because I get that from the I get that from the Chick Fil A one, which when I was f- still fucking with Chick Fil A, right? And their sandwich was too hot. Do you sweat? Yeah, so I wouldn't eat it. It was too hot. I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't like hurting myself with food. Well, sometimes or liquor, the spice <laughs> takes over, and there's there's no flavor anymore. Right. I like right. flavorful spice. Right. That's why sometimes people are like, was that too hot for you? I'm like, no, right. it wasn't too hot. It just tastes like shit now. Yeah. <laughs> I know people who love hot food. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Well, you want your tongue to burn. I don't like right. I, I don't like to hurt myself with food nor liquor. <laughs> so those, are the one, those are the two things you should be comfortable with. You should right. be comforted and just be happy. I like yeah. salt. I like, I like salty food, right. and I like sweet drinks. Okay. There you go. Sweet and salty. There you go. So Rod said, it makes your eyes burn. No thanks. Secondly, comics are kind of like the police union after a black person gets shot when it comes to criticism of comedy. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest of all time, getting paid $20 million and on the biggest streaming service. People are going to listen, and they might have a problem with some of the jokes. They aren't required to ignore that any more than I'm required to praise it. I know Chappelle's superpower is oscillating between absurd and poignant, but it felt like he missed the market times on this special to me. I still thought it was very funny, and he's a master at the craft, but I totally get the outrage and inspires in people because he was seeking to get more responses from those same people. Here's my question, though. Is a, is four specials in like two or three years just too short of a time, possibly? Like he was sort of a rehashing material in ways we just saw him do it. I wasn't offended by any of the material, but I did feel like some of the, some of it was extremely lazy. Not just lazy in point of view, but also like he just told these same jokes. And after show... The after show thing where he mentions a trans woman who was cool with the jokes doesn't mean that much to me. Diamond and Silk love Donald Trump, but that doesn't speak for all black folks. Yeah, that was kind of his, like, I have a black friend moment. Uh, Anyways, I've seen him be better. Maybe it was Neil reeling him in somewhat in the past that made it more dope to me. I don't know. I always love your perspectives on the insight of comedy, on the inside of comedy. My mentality aligns with you guys in a lot of ways, especially on not fitting in with the square folks who don't really get that comedy isn't always about being right or wrong, but being funny. I ain't mad at Dave, but I know him trying to piss people off was the point. I was sort of pissed at all the people online who took up the mantle to go harass folks who didn't like it, though. Did you all see any of that? I did see some of that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I saw it. So let's go back to the start of the beginning. We'll go okay. place by place. So the first thing is, um, I'll say this about the comedy comics are like this police union <laughs> where they just dig in. <laughs> That's funny. I'll say this, though. Uh, there is something to that. But the police union will defend a cop who does something outside the bounds of being a cop, like extrajudiciously. Like he kills someone who he could have just handcuffed. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll even dig in on that. Where comics dig in is still a guy just doing comedy. He's right. within the... Brown. Now, I I wonder how far outside of comedy a comic would have to go to lose that support. Like, if he runs off stage and punches a heckler, I bet the comedy union would still <laughs> dig in, mm-hmm. even though that's kind of not, where you, not what a comic's job is. 
I wonder oh, how I might, far a comic would I have to go. I might go along, right along with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I want to do the same thing, man. <laughs> for for complete You know what? <laughs> what the fuck did the hecklers say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I do think that when the police union digs in, often it's like a cop shoots a guy in the back, and they're still like, yeah. hey, man, we're just doing cop shit. Yeah. And so there is a – comics are just defending a guy doing comedy, but there's. I wonder where that line is for comics. I don't know. I feel like – What will they – Draw the line at as far as we're not defending that anymore. You know, good, good. I say, good comics, accomplished comics, and accomplished doesn't mean money. Yeah, good comics, accomplished comics, understand nuanced thought very well because that's a big part of comedy is nuanced thought. Yeah. Um. So uh, at least speaking for myself and Andy. Uh, Andy is a very good comic. I'm all right, I guess. You know, it's not for me to say, but Andy's <laughs> a very good comic. Um, so for, for us critiquing something along the lines of a Chappelle or something like that, I uh, trust it. I also feel like, listen, I've put I've put a lot of years into this, and I know this thing, right? So I have no problems with um, either defending or not defending uh, comedy because I know I know comedy. I will I will not so much defend. I will neither defend, I, I, I should say, praise nor tear down. I understand I understand jokes. I yeah. understand them. I understand setups. I understand punchlines. I understand where somebody's going. I understand what they're trying to do. I understand what they're trying to say. I don't have a problem with the people making attempts at comedy. Where I, where I have a huge problem is when somebody does something that is clearly not comedy. Right. And people call it comedy. The things that aren't that aren't comedy at all, like that black dude that we were just talking about earlier on Monday's episode, on Monday's podcast. That guy's not doing comedy. <laughs> well, he does have an act. He does have an act, but not on. But the things Twitter. that he's doing on Twitter stuff like that's not comedy, right? So I'll rip him apart for that shit. I don't got a problem with that. He's not doing comedy. Maybe if I looked at his act and I'd be like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, I don't agree yeah. with it. I don't agree with the Lucas Brothers. I see what they're trying to do. Well, not yeah. the Lucas Brothers. What the, the Hodge twins. The, 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 the Hog twins. Lucas Brothers oh. are cool. <laughs> yeah, Lucas Brothers are fine. Yeah. They're they're fine. The these Hodge other guys, the these, other twins. These, they don't even do that on stage, though. <laughs> they don't. Apparently, no. they don't do that kind of stuff on stage. Yeah. Well, you know, from what I if, heard, if they the did, uh, they do a You know, bit. I have yeah. to listen to it, and and I say, okay, I see what you're trying to do. I don't agree with their it. their audience. Listening. I don't agree with with what um with what DePaulo does on stage. It's fucking stupid. Right. I understand what he's trying to say. I understand what he's trying to do. Well, as long as, like, you for go me... You do it, it's fine with me. I think the attempt, the the idea that someone is clearly trafficking in jokes trumps a lot of other things because bad jokes are bad jokes. Right. Comics in the back of the room will say, that's a bad joke, that's a hacky joke. Comics don't like it when it's a public thing where they start publicly tearing down yeah. other comics for doing, just attempting jokes. I mean, the, the Chappelle thing where he did the... The chi- I'm Chinese, yeah. the trans joke, but it's like this is how I feel inside. That's like a Carlos Mencia level it's joke. Ignorantly, it's an ignorantly dumb joke. It's almost which like I said I had no problem yeah. saying that's an ignorantly dumb. It's joke. like a full circle thing because I remember like there was like this kind of thing about how Mencia was kind of doing Chappelle's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chappelle does like basically a Mencia level yeah, joke, a dumb Mencia joke. Um, not I mean I don't know if Mencia's done that joke, but it's like a, that's the that's level something that he would. Do. That's the level of comedy it's on, but. He is still doing jokes. I'm like, I can say that's a bad joke. I, I've said this before with some of the trans jokes. If I thought of that, that joke popped into my head one day, if I thought of that joke, yeah. I would veto it. I'd be like, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. Right. And But that's a less for that goes for a lot of comics. If I see that joke, I'd, 
uh, a joke they do, I'd be like, that's a good joke, or that's not, I don't like that joke much, but sometimes even like, why would you, why would you take that on stage? Like, that's like a total B-side. Yeah. Like, why would you, so sometimes I do think that, even with someone who's a legend like Chappelle, I'm like, I would have vetoed that thought. I would have never even hit the notebook, you know, before I even thought about it. I'd be like, that's a dumb joke. I'm not going to do that. So comics do like to be open and free, but they do sort of close ranks around comedy because we are protective of our art form. Right. Uh, but there's a difference between critiquing the joke and also critiquing the attempt at comedy. Oh, by the way, Rod is a guy, yeah. Rod, speaking of Rod, is yeah. a guy who... If you kind of watch his thinking over the last couple of years, Rod is a guy who's grown into a nuanced thinker. Yeah. He's very much a nuanced thinker, which is what happens when you're a creative person you de- and you move and create in creativity. You become a nuanced thinker. You should. Right. If you're good at what you do or want to become good at what you do, you can't be an un-nuanced thinker and be any kind of artist. You cannot. Uh, Rod does say four specials in two or three years. Is that too short of a time? I think kind of. Yeah. It can be. I can't speak to him because he, he creates at such a clip. Like that Bourdain thing, that, whew, that's a good the bit. The suicide thing. That's a really good bit. Yeah. And that's a timely bit that, we, that grew out of Anthony Bourdain killing himself. It's, that's pretty fucking fast. Four specials in two years. That's six months of special. Um, but, I mean, could you really call it four? Because you really think about it. What he, he had one main special, and then he always had one where it's like he's working out something. Well, he had yeah. the, the first two. One of them had been filmed like two years earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he filmed it himself and sold it to Netflix. Then he did one that was more like current. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two. So it wasn't actually in that short amount of time. But then the Warner Theater one, which he filmed in like November 2017... When that came out, suddenly there's this bird revelation thing where he's sitting on a stool at the comedy store right, for an hour. Right. Yeah, it was a completely different set. Yeah. It had it had a couple bits that I saw him do at the Warner Theater that didn't make that special. So that seemed like like when a I mean bands used to do this in the early '90s. They would have like a whole album of B sides. Smashing Pumpkins did that. They would have an album, then they right. would have a B side album. Like six months later, there's like still twelve or thirteen songs of B sides. But that's still like, wow, I, he he worked on this hour. He was at the Warner Theater for 10 nights in a row. Yeah, yeah. no. I missed nights. every single show. Multiple shows oh, cool. a night. I, yeah, I saw two of them. And I'm like, okay, he's really honed this. This is the set. Mm. The special comes out. And then suddenly there's this other hour. It just comes out as a bonus. That's a lot. So that second hour could have mm. been maybe the raw material for another special. It was kind of a loose set. Yeah. And the raw material, but he put it out. And I liked this, it because of him. But this hour comes out like not much more than a year later. And it does feel like some of the jokes are a little mm. forced. And maybe the raw material from the bird revelation plus this chunk could have been honed into a tighter set. But I don't know. Yeah, it, There's a bit of rehashing because he mentioned CK in the bird revelation. Yeah. And then he's mentioned CK in this one. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because you're seeing. He also seemed to do something that a lot of our good artists do is that he talked about what's on his mind. Yeah. So clearly, these things have been on his mind now for a while. Yeah. Because he tends to talk about things that are on his mind. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, yeah. not enough life has happened to you mm-hmm. to come up with a new, unique hour. Was he under some sort of gun by Netflix? Like, I think he just he, that's how he works now. I think he's just thinking, I'm just put it all out. 
Yeah, could yeah. be. But I don't know because it was like a how many how many albums was he supposed to drop? Well, I, I don't even know. I thought it was four. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought so it was he two dro- and so then two. So if he dropped four, he might be working on a on a, uh, a new deal. <laughs> yeah, like basically, uh, he gets paid per special now at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be, or he might just be like, you know what? I do these three hour sets where I just go until three in the morning. And a lot of that material never sees the light of day. Over the years, he's done this so many times. He has these long sets. Like, fuck it, why don't I just put it out? It's just going to go away into the ether if I don't put it out. So sometimes you're seeing not a tight theater special set. You're just seeing this is what Chappelle's doing right now. I'm just capturing a night at the at the show, you know? Because so. I, I looked at the specials, and I looked at the critique or some of the criticism of the special. Yeah. And basically the main jokes that everybody had a problem with. And in my mind, because he's such a complex thinker, I almost think he put it out there to prove a point. Right. Because when you think about it, a lot of people say that they didn't like the, you know, his jokes about the transgenders, the LGBTQ community. But he already said they was going to complain about that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I was, and what, one of the things that struck me was he said all those jokes, but what they don't talk about is one of the jokes where he says um, he couldn't say the F word on his show. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, but I'm, but I can't say, it, but I can say the N word with impunity, mm-hmm. and, and and he was like, yeah, because you're not that. He was like, well, I'm not that either. Right. But no one talks about that portion. It's just that little nug, that little. Well, the minutes. the thing to say is that, well, we know you're not that, but black people have a different relationship with that word. So yeah, it's clearly your word now. So whether you think, whether I think you're like that, doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't have to be that in order to say that. Yeah, it's like white it's, people saying, why can't I say the N word? Right. You know, it's his sibling. Why can't I say the F word? But I get uh, there was like a but there was a comedic insight. Yeah, so I, I got mean, I got it. And that's a great it, joke, and it made me laugh. Yeah, but yeah. I I also understood the thing of listen, man, you you know good and hell well why you can say this, but you can't say. But that. a lot of comedic arguments are false arguments. Right, it's straw manning. As people say this, well, I say this. Right. Well, what people who what who, they say. What, who? Hey, so you're who, setting who? it up to tear it down with a joke, and right. so a, the comedic insight was. Very well done. Right. The way he sort of like even walked away on stage and turned around. I right. came back in. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. So, I mean, you know, if you're gonna break down jokes about whether they're, it's a false argument or not, uh, I've got a bunch of those too. Like, you yeah. know, that just happens. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask y'all a question too. When we yeah. Get with this. Okay. So, yeah. As far as um, and then yeah. So Rod said, I'm not mad at Dave, but I know him trying to piss people off was the point. I was sort of pissed at all the people online who took up the mantle to go harass folks who didn't like it, though. Yeah. Everybody has a hive. Right. It's the fucking, we're living in the hive times. And some people, like I say this all the time, they offload the problems in their own life, their anger, onto some strangers on the internet, and they go seek out people they can dunk on. You know, and so yeah, there were a lot of people who were just like literally looking for people hating on Chappelle, so they can jump in unnecessarily and defend Dave Chappelle's honor. Like people just looking for fights all over the internet. Right. That's what a lot of this is. People are filling some kind of void in their own lives, and they're getting hooked on that adrenaline rush of like you know dunking on some stranger who might even just be a bot for all you know. Yeah. And the critics versus the non-critics and all that shit. Like, if you like it, you like it. If other people don't like it, they don't. Fuck it. Why are you going to go look them up on the internet? Like, do a search on Twitter for Chappelle. See, everybody's talking about Chappelle. Click the hashtag, maybe, and then 
go defend his honor for how long? Are you going to do that for weeks and weeks? You know, yeah. he liked it. They didn't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so fucking You buy what? an album, you're not going to like the whole album. No. Um, you never, you never see 13 tracks. Like 13 tracks, you're not going to be like, yo, all 13 were smashes. Unless you buy my album Vintage. Now, <laughs> 23 tracks of fire on that album. Yeah. A lot of heat rock. <laughs> A lot, A lot of, of heat rock. <laughs> Many lizards were warmed by A lot my of heat album. Rock. Uh, yeah, I do think there's that's not just a Chappelle thing. There's an epidemic of that on the internet where people are just seeking out conflict so they can offload. They're they're yelling at a stranger on Twitter by proxy because they can't yell at their boss or can't yell at their partner or can't yell about their shitty life. I mean, that, that you can climb that ladder all the way up to fucking Trump rallies if you want. You know, people yelling about the wall or they're mad at some shit that's going on in their life too. Like mm-hmm. people are just offloading their issues into this pit called social media basically yeah. and yeah it's just everyone's got a hive now we should should we should we get a hive i think y'all do have a hive do we have a hive i, I think, think we, we have a hive I think it's a more like a uh, like a corner like a quarter sack <laughs> we got a little mini hive <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have, three guys on quarter sack yeah it's like three or four <laughs> houses small <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you get in you can't get out you know yeah i do have a question yeah on the special and i was having a debate with my wife and a few other people and um when he was doing the the, the lgbtq community jokes right yeah um you know there was a moment where the phone rang yeah and she's like oh that was a uh you know that was that was that's weird and i was like because it was planted do y'all think that was planted no no i think it was left the moment in yeah i think he just left it in because he's a a very in the moment guy Mm -hmm. he's a really in the moment guy there's a couple of spots in in his last special from the warner that he left in Yeah. yeah You know, he's just an in the moment guy. He just felt like, yeah, I'll leave it in. Because I felt like it was more of a pl- could because the, the, he knew the subject was so. T- it was what would be, be the point to try to loosen up the tension? I think he likes to build. He tension, likes tension. Though. Yeah, the thing is, know. it can interrupt when you when you interrupt your own bit to handle a moment. Now, when you try to get back into the bit, it can. It's hard. It can interrupt that. He got back into Unless it. Unless you're as good as he is, yeah. it's yeah. hard. But there's, <laughs> you know. I think he just liked the way he riffed on it, so he kept in it. If he would have had not a funny riff. Yeah, it would have been. It out. wouldn't have been in. I think he just liked the. I had a good crowd work moment there. I'm gonna just go ahead and keep that in. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing um, Paul Mooney, seeing yeah. Paul Mooney at the old Ride Act shout out, and um, I seen him two shows. I seen him for two shows, and each show, he had a moment where he had like his phone ring. He had, he had a flip phone. Everything Mooney is, mm-hmm. he's not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just say like. So he had a, a a moment where his phone rang on. Yeah, he he like oh, okay, and he'll flip it down. Okay, you know, he'll continue going on to his show. So from seeing that, because I went to two shows back to back and mm-hmm. seeing him do the same exact thing. Yeah, I always assume when something because I, I I went to the Chappelle show, he takes your phone. So like, how did you smoke with your it phone? It was in the bag, but you can leave the ringer on. It's in the uh, bag. Yeah. You can leave the ringer on. You uh, don't have to turn the ringer off. It's in that. It's a locking in that little fucking bag. They tell you to. That's why it. he said, "Go out. Go ahead and go on out and take care of your business." Because you got to go outside again to unlock the phone to take the phone out of the bag. Yeah. So yeah. they they tell you you can leave it on vibrate, like if your babysitter's calling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So your your phone's still in your pocket. You can feel the vibration. You feel the vibration. Step out to the lobby. They'll unlock the phone bag and you can take the call mm-hmm. but whoever that was probably just left the ringer on accidentally because mm-hmm. they tell you when you're walking in they don't literally pull your phone out of your hand and turn off the ringer By the but way, they, why does any grown man have his fucking phone on why don't you have it on ringer anyway well do not disturb like I have my phone on for the next yeah. couple of yeah, weeks just put the shit on ring <laughs> well the thing is with iPhones they have that flip thing that mm-hmm. button that can toggle yeah. between but it can flip back 
uh, in never your pocket. Flipped, mine has never flipped back. Mine, my, I have one for work. It's flipped to ring before. Yeah. And I haven't noticed it until it rings, and I'm like, oh fuck, my bad. And then, but you can just reach in and mm-hmm. flip it back. But Android phones don't have that. Most of them don't have that button. Um, now is your iPhone in a case? Not in a case. See, that's what it's a work speak. phone. I don't give a fuck about that phone. <laughs> if you if you have it in a case, it won't happen. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pay for a case for my my, my, work, <laughs> my work iPhone six. Um, Jerry Falwell Jr. This is the article Leslie sent us. Thanks for the email, Rod. Did we get? I think we got through all Rod's points. If not, well, he'll remind us. Uh, this is an article from Queerty. That's the Q in the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. There is so much to unpack in this video of Jerry Falwell Jr. and his personal trainer. Jerry Falwell Jr. clearly has a type. Is he gay? The vehemently homophobic president of Liberty University likes them young, white, muscle-bound, and in their early 20s. Sounds like Brokeback Mountain to me. <laughs> Last week, it was revealed Falwell arranged to give his personal trainer, 23-year-old Ben Crosswhite, Uh-oh. a sprawling multi-million dollar 18-acre fitness facility belonging to his nonprofit university plus Uh-oh. an additional 650,000 for almost nothing in return. Really? Uh-oh. Oh, he's getting something in return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting something in return. Don't think he's not. Oh, uh, there was an, in addition to the 4.7 million. He also gave to his 20 something pool boy, Giancarlo Granda, who oh, he God. originally met at a hotel while on vacation Uh-oh. to purchase a youth hostel in the Miami area. Oh, is that why you gave him the money for, really? A youth hostel? Yeah. So he can go over there and be hostile with him? Pool boy is such a demeaning title. <laughs> hey, pool boy. And that's you on gave your... a pool boy money to purchase a used hostel. That's on your business card. <laughs> and what'd you get in return for that? Pool boy. Pool boy. <laughs> what'd you get in return for that? Oh, he got something in return. Oh, yeah. Cross White's Instagram page has 2.6 thousand followers and most consist of shirtless pics, gym <laughs> selfies, and photos with his wife and dogs. There are also several photographs of Falwell and a video that has everyone talking. In the video, Cross White, dressed in short black exercise shorts, uh-huh. can be seen holding the camera out in front of him while Falwell pushes him on a sled from behind. <laughs> Come on, Cross White order. It's faster. Come on, push it. Falwell grunts in response. Well, he's pushing. Okay, never mind. Let's go, Crosswhite demands. Come on. So here's the video. All right. Now, I guess you can read something sexual. Into a, first right of all, the bed, I've probably done this kind of work. So a lot see. of personal training videos can be read as sexual. Mm-hmm. You know, so push it. A lot of pushing it. Push it. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, arch your back. A lot of arching of backs. Get deeper. One more. Get in there. Get deeper. Fuck me. I mean, personal trainers, <laughs> they do that all the time. They're like. Dick. <laughs> they do do that all the time. <laughs> so. Dick. So in this video, the, the trainer is on the sled while Falwell is pushing the sled. Fast enough. Let's go. Come on. Now he's pushing. Come on. Come on. A little faster. This is pretty tame. Come on, push it a little faster. <laughs> this is pretty Let's tame. Let's go, come on. Push it. Come on now. Why is he looking at him like that? Okay. Nah, yeah. that's pretty tame. That's nothing. Yeah. It was the look back. That's nothing. <laughs> it was the look back, a raised the, eyebrow. He, he looked back that's at That's nothing. Push. Also, the trainer. I, trust me, I've seen way gayer in gyms. That's not. I've seen trainer videos where they really are being motivational this guy was just he was phoning and he was like push it faster faster push, push it, it. you can on. do it i mean where's the come on man 
Yeah. Push it. Where's the hand That's clap? pretty tame. <laughs> Push it. By trainer standards, it's faster. Push it. One more. One more. Five more. Four. Three. Pretty tame. Push it. Get down deeper. Fitter. Happier. Um, I've seen not a lot of trainer videos, but I've seen more sexual sounding ones. Yeah. And I bet he has had more sexual sounding sessions with Jerry Falwell Jr. I am sure he has. <laughs> Maybe even uh, literal ones, but... Um, yeah, you don't. I feel like that's, that's a little. That's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, that's pretty tame. Now, Jerry Falwell giving this guy like this huge facility to. Train that's people where it's at. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about that. When you get done with that, come in here so I could train you. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Get yeah. deeper. Oh, we're not done, Jerry. <laughs> we're not done. Push it. Push it deeper, faster, more. And then we got. Uh, let me see if we got any tweets. Well, Romain tweeted that he was at Roy Rogers. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, Chore Boy uh, tweeted us, said no one has ever used a weapon to procure a McChicken because there was that article about people showing up at Popeye's with guns looking for chicken sandwiches. The chickens are just our bottom of the barrel chicken sandwiches. They're not even... McDonald's is coming out with spicy chicken sandwich and McDonald's spicy can nuggets. can suck my dick. They don't, they don't get in this conversation. I don't trust McDonald's. <laughs> they don't get in this conversation. Are you training McDonald's now? It sounds like you're training them the way yeah. you're talking to McDonald's. <laughs> Come on. Push it. Suck it. Get in the cup it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. Push it. You got this. Hit it harder. You got this. All the way in. You bite it now. Hold. <laughs> Hold. Now release. <laughs> don't just don't bite it. I'm pushing a sled, man. What do you mean don't bite it? I'm saying just don't bite it. Those are our emails, everybody. Emails. Thank comments. you. <laughs> I have lost. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> that was the way yeah. to end in, in the emails. The Push it. Sent me is going, Andy. Read uh, what the art the email yeah. I sent you. Oh, I'll send it again. I mean, it's here, but it, like it won't show it me. It won't load. There's no messages. It won't load it for me. I'll send it again. Can't download the content. <laughs> well, and everything else. It won't download. Let me see if I can forward it. See if Why don't you download time. it? Come on. Push it. Push it. <laughs> Push it through your tubes. Come this on. discussion broke out on my wall yesterday. Your internet <laughs> tubes. Push it in the your tubes. The night the radio station was doing a doing a Jodeci Drew Hill challenge. Wham, bam, Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, what? A Jodeci Drew Hill challenge? Yeah. Which, challenge? One, which one was stronger? Jodeci Oh, come on. This is not a debate. That's Are that's the people all from Baltimore? There was a lot of people who were like, Drew Hill. I was like, what? You should have unfriended every single person that said Drew Hill. <laughs> every single one should have been blocked. Like, let, me just, let me just say Phoenix. Let what's me just the, say that. What's the, wait. Who's better? Yeah. Come on. I said the same thing. Oh, here it is. back. Because even, even, even Cisco's, uh, yeah. Is is Casey and JoJo's? Ooh yeah, Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They came first. Yeah. You know what? Next time you're training someone, throw in the ooh yeah. Yeah. Ooh yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah. Push it harder. <laughs> you got this. Faster. You got this. Tell me what you got for me. That's how you motivate people. You're like, you get them angry. You're like, Drew Hill was better. <laughs> like every time I close my eyes, <laughs> I don't even. That I can't thong, 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 thong. Drew Hill song off the top of my head. I can't either. I, I can. I okay. got a few. Okay. Well, <laughs> sleeping in my bed. Oh yeah, okay. okay. I remember that one. Uh, yeah. uh, well, the thong song was Cisco. Cisco only. But I just had to name one, and I just named the one. <laughs> yeah, name one. Okay. So no, it was like sleeping in my bed. Um, what was it? Uh, 
Yeah, that's what. Yeah, what? Yeah, was that uh, that other one? Sleeping in your bed. Something else. Just right off the top of my head. Let's see. What's a a comparable Jodeci song that blows that song away? Sleeping in my head. I'll say Feenan again. Feenan. True Hill. I mean, they're not nearly as big as Jodeci. Um, you got you got you got Feenan. You got um, freaking you. Freaking. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm I'm on Drew Hill's Wikipedia. Keep talking. I'm gonna. Oh, you got you got the one where they had the um where you had, E not E40, it was T Boz and the other guy was getting married. Mac Ten. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Put the video. Everest is Here's what their Wikipedia says. Everything I told me. Best known for the R&B number one hits. These are their number ones. In my bed. Okay. Never make a promise. And how deep is your love? Three. That's, it. <laughs> um, that's the three number ones. Okay. So they, I'm sure they had other, you know, top up, ten I'm or whatever. Joe to see number I'm one hits. Pulling up Joe to see right well, now. Joe to see had. Here we go. Okay. Stay. Cry for you. Get on up. Right Feeling. Fre- freaking Bam. you. Boom. Love you for life. Oh, God. I'm still waiting. Lately, come and talk to me. Yeah. And okay. I haven't even hit see those more. Just, those are just number ones. Yeah, I haven't even hit see more yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they had probably other top 10, top yeah, 20. You can stop. <laughs> Drew Hill put an album out in 2010, in Drew Pendant's Day. Really? <laughs> Come on, Drew Hill. <laughs> the first album, Drew Hill, was 96. Enter the Drew was 98. Drew World Order in 2002, in Drew Pendant's Day. So they have Drew in all their album titles. I get it. I get it. Diary of a Mad... A, ba- a, a diary, diary of a band. band. Um, How about diary of a mad band? They yeah. could name their next album Andrew Klein. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, give me a little cross promotion, Drew. Hill. <laughs> we'll plug you on the podcast. We'll say you're better than Jodeci. <laughs> Andrew Pendant's Day. I mean, if they're going with puns, the, the show, the after party. <laughs> How about this? Uh, the Drews have a weather machine. <laughs> <laughs> the Drews do have weather machines. Oh, oh, boy. You're the one who doesn't understand. They, they can do a lot of puns with Jew, actually. <laughs> you're the ones who don't understand. <laughs> the Drews don't like this feminization of the black male. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Or maybe it, they're actually taking part in it. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> and they had an awesome remix with the Wu-Tang. The, what? Uh, the, uh, the Freaky You remix. Okay. Boom. That, but they had that beat. It was uh, it was uh, Rakim, not Rakim. Uh, ah, the chef, Rayquan, 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 yeah, and Jodeci. Okay, I can't pull it up though. Okay, so here's the singles from Drew Hill's first album. Just the singles, not just number ones, but all the singles. Tell me was the first one. In my bed, you're not helping their cause. Never, never make a promise, and a song called Five Steps. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Oh yeah, Five Steps. Okay. You're not helping their. That calls. sounds like a personal trainer thing. Five more yeah. steps. Come on, four. Come on, four. Three. Five more. Two. Steps. Come on. Push it deeper, harder. Come on, buy me a hostel. Faster. And three wishes. Get balls deep in that sled. Um, <laughs> what? Their second album. <laughs> Enter the Drew. Enter my Drew. <laughs> um, boom, boom, boom. Here's a second album. Four Get singles. Get up in this Drew. <laughs> four singles. Yeah. That's the noise I'll make when you get up in this room. Slower. <laughs> now faster. Uh, How Deep Is Your Love? This was their second album. Mm-hmm. These Are The Times. These Are The Praise. Beauty. 
and you are everything. Uh, yes, I'm up now. I remember now. Yeah, beauty. Beauty is her name. Still can't touch Jodeci though. Yeah. And you know? <laughs> yeah. And then their third album had the singles "I Should Be," "I Love You," and "No Doubt." And then they had their Andrew Pendence Day album from 2010, which I don't even remember hearing about. That one had a song called Love MD, <laughs> The Love Doctor. Hey, now. Uh, remain Silent. That's weird. And then uh, You shut your mouth and be Back quiet. Back to the Future was the third <laughs> You one. better be quiet. You shut your lips. That one was not really highly reviewed. <laughs> um, you, you just shut your lips. That was that shut was, your lips. You just shut your lips. <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> the new album from Drew Hill. Shut your <laughs> your whore mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next song, Love MD. <laughs> Love, doctor, doctor. I got love. my doctorate in love, girl. I've been doing this a while. All you, right. You know what it is. I'm going for a love PhD in a minute. You know what it is. Love double masters. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> no, my brother, you got to get your own. <laughs> love Professor Emeritus. Yeah, it was uh, Raekwon and Ghostface, the freaking you remix. Okay. One of the greatest remixes of all time. All right. Well, Jodeci, I think takes that one running away now as far as how how well they're doing in their middle age true hill might be doing better i mean maybe because i haven't heard anything from them. they could be working to make they could be working to Popeyes. they could I, be working to Popeyes. i heard now i heard the lead singer cisco uh-huh might be dying might be dying yes what actually, happened to cisco yeah he's i think he had like uh like cancer or something like that oh shit i didn't know I that i think i think let me let me i ready yeah, to put misinformation out there yeah I don't, I, it's too late I think <laughs> Cisco is dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know Casey and JoJo have had some issues. Yeah. Didn't Casey fall down off stage one time. Yeah, they, they carry they carry um, Casey around on, on on big man's shoulders now. Yeah. The other two guys in Jodeci, I think, are doing all right. Dalvin and Devonte. Yeah. They're not even in the group anymore. No. Well, that's, yeah. that, that's probably to their benefit. Yeah, never mind. Um, it was it, fake news. It wasn't Cisco. Cisco's not dying. No, they said no. It's fake news. R&B legend Cisco is not given six months to live. Okay. Not diagnosed with advanced. Why was the lupus. internet trying to kill him? Yeah, yeah, it was like, a fake one of the hoaxes. But you know, if they kill Cisco, then that's it for Drew Hill. Well, I think well, the I fat guy a, can uh, sing, <laughs> but he can't sing thong song. <laughs> But I thought <laughs> it's already it for you. Also, Hill. can't do a one armed a one armed uh, cartwheel. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, he, yeah. Cisco was doing cartwheels, one armed. And you don't want to see a fat guy with platinum hair. You I, know who? No, a fat guy who do, could do one armed cartwheels is Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. athletic, great feet, and, and his head was tattooed. <laughs> his head was tattooed with flames. <laughs> yeah, he was a walking fire emoji. L- literally, Bam Bam Bigelow. He could never do. He had to make it in wrestling because he could never go on job interviews. <laughs> Here's our new member in Drew Hill, Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> I can go deep. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth, Hogan. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I could do this all day, brother. <laughs> yeah, I thought the debate was always Jodeci versus Boys to Men because it was like the clean cut versus yeah. the. And that's gritty. a whole different debate. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a Boys to Men sold a lot of that's, albums. That's like yeah. Malcolm versus Martin. Yeah, it's, that's, that's yeah. respectability <laughs> politics versus the revolution. Right like there. they 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 had their shirts tucked in. Jodeci had their shirts out with hair. They didn't even wear shirts half the time. Yeah, flowing K- behind them in the breeze. Casey could wait to unbutton his shirt. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> it's not fair. Right. One dated Mary J. Blige, the other one dated Brandy. It's not. It's not yeah. right. <laughs> one falls down because his back hurts. The other one falls down because he's drunk. <laughs> It's not fair. <laughs> Guys, I, I I have a back issue. I have to walk with a cane. That's why I fall a lot. Oh, me, I just do a lot of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> you guys keep doing I'm going to pass out on stage. You guys keep singing. Y'all, y'all got this? I said take it away, JoJo. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. I, I, I can't, Casey. Hey, who's that guy on drums? I've never seen him before. <laughs> Is that Questlove? That's, no, that's, that's Devante. Devante? He's been in the group since 91, dude. Has he? I've never seen that guy before. <laughs> I don't know him. Who are you? Mr. I Dalvin. You, I think you do. That's Who? his brother. Who's that other guy? Who's named Mr. Dalvin? <laughs> what is Mr. Dalvin? Names are Kid Dalvin. <laughs> I feel bad for those two. I feel bad for Mr. Dalvin. Casey, man. calm down. He's in the group. <laughs> How do you know my name? <laughs> How do you know my name is Casey? Who are you? I'm your brother. <laughs> then he just falls down. <laughs> He just falls down, passes out. <laughs> At least a deep voice guy from Boys to Men has a condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like if they were to race, if they were going to do like the uh, the Superstars competition, Boys mm-hmm. to Men versus Jodeci, mm-hmm. Jodeci could win that. Yeah. Because Boys to Men has the injured guy, although he's not really in the group anymore, the guy yeah. with the back problem. Yeah, he left because of that. He had scoliosis. Yeah, the, like the real, the real. But he, the, they could still win. Even but I with think that. they had beef with him too along the way. I think there was yeah. some. Yeah, was I that think the, was that the dark skin one. Because one of them has deep voice. Hey, girl, that's yeah. that guy. That's that's girl. Ellen, that's Ellen Howard. <laughs> Please, <laughs> yeah, he's doing a podcast now. That's, that's what that guy's doing. The real debate, though, his name was Mike. I think is uh, Jagged Edge versus One Twelve. That's a better debate. Jagged better Edge debate. versus one. That's a better debate. It just depends on what kind of mood are you in. Yeah. Are you in the mood to hear somebody just sad and just watch <laughs> raining videos? It's always raining. I was wondering, <laughs> why is it always raining? Take it over, Slim. <laughs> I do why <laughs> be somebody. That's a that's a good that's a good debate. Like like who stole more money, Jermaine Dupri or Diddy? We don't know. We don't. Or we you don't. could do Silk. Yep. Silk was any of them. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Silk was. I feel like they were closer to Jodeci yeah. in terms of than Boys to Men. If you're gonna, if that's a spectrum, Jodeci's yeah. on one end of the spectrum. Silk versus Mid Condition. Ah, mm. that's tough. Dun dun, la bam, yo. That's yeah. That's that's almost two different genres. You're almost, yeah. Because you to, actually, the, the, it would be Mid Condition versus Tony Tony Tony. Okay. Well, yeah. the Tony, Tony, Tony wins that. Tony, Tony wins that. Yeah. And they're two good bands. Aren't they getting Tony. back together? No. No. Okay. They still <laughs> hate each album, other. No. I just listened to, listened to uh, Raphael, Raphael he was Sadiq on Jamila's podcast. podcast. Thank you about did it. he squash that? They put a. No, he just explained everything. And I'm like, they ain't get back together. They don't. They, they not get along now, or they don't <laughs> no, like each other? Not, not much. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Man. I'm starting to think it's him now. Yeah, I used to blame him for. I used to blame Don Don Robinson <laughs> for oh. the breakup of uh 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 yeah. of the, the little group they had before. I can't think of the name. It's around the top. But, Lucy um, Pearl or something. Yeah, Lucy Pearl. Yeah, I like. Oh man, she destroyed another band. <laughs> well, she's she's known for destroying bands. You know? I guess if you don't get along, it's hard to sing "Feels Good." <laughs> it's hard to like convincingly sing that to your audience. You can't sing "Anniversary." When y'all <laughs> no, not you really can't. Happy. You're not in a good space. Yeah. <laughs> One twelve comes in. It mostly I mean, rains in Southern the California. Is in that group, though. I mean, it mostly rains in our videos. Raphael kept making songs and hits, and they. Well, yeah. I mean, they they probably do producing and session work. What Let's if just... what if Slim, the twins from Jagged Edge, Raphael Sadiq. That's a super group now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Just all the lead singers. Just all big, yeah. one big group. You're making a super group. Call them Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's called and, Super Friends. And Cisco. Is Cisco in this? <laughs> and, and we can throw Cisco in there too. <laughs> but he has to be. <laughs> and Q Tip will rap on the remix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it has to be. All the people without groups. It has to be platinum hair Cisco. It can't be red hair Cisco. Oh, uh, Cartwheel Cisco. Yeah. I don't One trust hand that Cartwheel. Cisco. Oh, he's a little old for that now. No, blonde hair Cisco. Never get too old doing one hand cartwheel. Blonde hair Cisco. Blonde hair Cisco. That might be a little sad though if he's still like dyeing his hair blonde. You know, he might, he might look too old for that. He might not. It might not be a good fit. But, but for the purposes, <laughs> like like the whispers are still keeping their mustache. Yeah. <laughs> now they're too old for. But it. But their shirts aren't unbuttoned halfway down anymore. <laughs> no way. But they're still doing they the got same. Got beer da- guts now. They ain't unbuttoning them shirts. <laughs> but they're still doing the same dance moves for the seventies. So. <laughs> That's true. But seventies were less athletic for dancing. Very low impact. <laughs> Very low impact. Both feet joint. on the ground at all times. <laughs> better for the joints. <laughs> right. Cisco's got both feet oh, up in there. Loving me. My joints feel me. good. Just a little side to side, a little side two step. Yeah. So that's all Cisco does now. There's this big old hole in one area. It never moved. <laughs> Larry XL put on the thing BBD or Rex in effect. I was like, come on now. BBD. <laughs> it was starting trouble too. <laughs> that's like a 1C versus a 16. Come on that's now. Not a, that's not a fair fight BBD, at all. BBD or Rex in effect. Come on. Larry XL was all over that post. Like, what are you doing? That's like Duke, song. Duke versus Weber State. <laughs> like it all, he, what did he say? It all leads back to the temptations. Like, how did we get <laughs> here? <laughs> Rex in effect. All right, first of all, they had like one song. They had Rump Shaker. Superstar shaking, moving all around. And they had like maybe one other song. No, they had a couple songs, I guess, but that was their big hit. Yeah, one song. You may as well say Canine Posse if you're going to say Rex and Effect. <laughs> no one's saying Canine Posse. <laughs> and then BBD was like one of they the had biggest. A bunch of hits. One of the biggest acts in the world. <laughs> yeah. For a, bunch of hits. a couple years. Yeah. You know, for three years probably. Puts it like this right now. Rex and Effect ain't, ain't, ain't torn right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're not torn right now. And, and, it, and it wasn't until he brought up Rex and Effects, and I actually thought about Rex and Effects. Right. <laughs> from your spot, Virginia Beach. Yeah. One of them died, right? Like, like that, it didn't continue because one of them. Teddy's brother, Markel. Yeah. I don't know the other one. Yeah, I don't really know much yeah. about them. So he's maybe probably, their career was probably, cut short. He's probably a Popeyes. I mean, if he would say Blackstreet, I'd yeah. be like, okay, they had a couple of hits. Yeah, Blackstreet was, for, the, for their longevity, yeah, they, they were good for a little bit. Yeah. They were they, that a they, couple hits. Once, once the older crowd. Just that like you bring me joy. That one. No diggity, of course. No diggity, obviously. I hated yeah. that song. Did you? Yeah, my. I mean, it was cool when it first came out, but then once my stepdad and my mom <laughs> got a hold of it, it was on repeat. Oh, mom! Yeah. <laughs> like it's on repeat. We were cleaning the house. I'm like, can we yeah. just change the song? Like, no. <laughs> they just repeated one song over and over again. Yes. Oh, they can't no do diggity. That. No doubt. I was getting tired of it. No, they repeated the regular version and then the remix. They never got to the remix. <laughs> Never got to the remix. With like Dr. Dre rapping or something? <laughs> or was that the regular version? Oh, yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, that's uh, they had a transcendent song, though. I mean, they didn't have a ton of hits, but they had the one that still gets played. Yeah. Like, that's all you need now. You just need the one. Yeah. And as long as you don't have a bad record deal, <laughs> you can, you can well, eat off that one song. Good luck with that. Uh, we did have, speaking of Jerry Fallball Jr., we did have this article about a conversion therapy crusader who, guess what? Yeah. Turns out he's gay. I wrote about I wrote about that for our get over the same. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. South Carolina man who founded one of the nation's biggest conversion therapy ministries because mm-hmm. he wanted the most gay people around the him. The biggest the biggest yeah. one. Has something to say. Huge. He's gay. <laughs> Push it. More. Huge. More. More pushing. Keep pushing. Deeper. You can, you can get a little deeper than that. You're gonna buy me a hostel, right? <laughs> the, I, I don't think you're really trying. Get deeper. The post 
and Courier reports. Problematic, Mike. <laughs> Here's the name of his organization. Hope for Wholeness. Yep. Hope for Wholeness. That's W-H-O-L. Whole. That's not H-O-L-E. That was a lot. That's W-H-O-L-E. There's a lot of emphasis on one particular word. He his says name. wholeness the way, he says wholeness the way Fonte says blackness. Yeah. <laughs> wholeness. His name is McCray Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his last name is Game. That sounds like a pimp. Uh, McCray Game came out of the closet this summer, nearly two years after he was fired from the faith-based conversion therapy program. He's not one aware why was he fired. He's now trying to come to terms with the harm he has inflicted uh, when he was advocating for religious efforts to change a person's sexuality. Conversion therapy is not just a lie, but it's very harmful, Game told the Post and Courier, because it's false advertising. The 51-year-old also is trying to find his place in a community he's assailed for at least 20 years. 20. Game is one of several former, this is OJ Nakufi moment, Game is one of several former movement leaders who have left the pulpits of heterosexuality, come out as LGBTQ, and condemned conversion therapy as a dangerous- Is heterosexuality a pulpit now? Uh, I think the the writer's trying to have some style. Trying to be clever. But several people have done this. It seems like it's a pattern. Yeah. Uh, currently, 18 states and Washington, D.C. ban the practice of conversion therapy mm-hmm. for minors, according to Movement Advancement Project, an LGBTQ think tank. South Carolina, however, is not one of those states. Isn't that weird? Um, McCray Game. Gaming the system. Blackness! <laughs> hey, guys. Actually, if you, if you need to know, okay, it turns out, like, can you just forget the last 20 years? Still married. Married to a woman? Mm-hmm. As she's standing by her man? Two grown kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see. This is a video. Let me see if we could tell by watching him talk. You mean if he has stereotypically yeah. gay features, Let's Andy? See. I don't think that's wrong. I don't think you're right for saying that. Well, I'm just saying how performative is he going to be Let's in his newfound newfound gayness? Is he going to do Geraldo? Snap! <laughs> <laughs> First, we got to watch a commercial about um, about beef. <laughs> that's weird. So, it's an all right, place. That's, a, that's fine. It's fine. Well, what this guy eating a burger, whatever. And then this guy's going to talk about his uh, his past life. One more thing before we go. You've probably heard of gay conversion therapy, part of the so-called ex-gay. It offers therapy to essentially take the gay away from young people struggling. And give it to me. And their parents <laughs> struggling with their LGBTQ identities. Are they going to show him talking? There's no medical research to back conversion. In fact, mainstream doctors and psychologists have long been against it. Not just because it doesn't work, but because it often has devastating effects. But people kill themselves. Yet, yes, thousands of kids, often forced by their parents, turn to it every year, mostly in religious communities. In many cases, kids and young adults Are they going to show the guy talking? Ones, get straight or get out. One of the ministries that does this is called Hope for Wholeness. Wholeness? Craig Game, who now says he has something else to say. He's gay. I told my wife, I'm like, you know, my attractions are worse than they ever were. Worse? I struggled more so trying to deny them than being able to accept my attractions and just say, you know, I'm, I'm a gay man. That's just, that's just me being honest. 
I was a hot mess for 26 years. <laughs> okay. That's so okay. Long. You're using terms like hot mess. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. Generations <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. I don't like stereotype. Wrong. We need to admit I don't like wrong. To, yes, I do. But we use terms. In that interview in South Carolina's post like, I told my wife that my attractions are worse and, and better hot mess. than they have ever been I've now. I've been a hot mess. I've been a hot mess. Hot mess. I changed my middle name to Liberace. He wasn't um, like, he wasn't flamboyant no. in that video. He still lives in the South. He still he still has time, though. I mean, if he's really, <laughs> you can't just go, you can't jump in all the way. You might you might want to like. He's in all the way. He's been in all the way. <laughs> I've been a hot mess. My name's McCray Gay now, not game. He has been in all the way. McCray Gay. I'm just a hot mess. Push it one more. Push it. Obviously, problematic, fellas. I just. Oh, he knew he was gay at age 11. Absolutely. Just okay. Game told the Post and Courier that he was raised Southern Baptist. As a child, he secretly wore his sister's clothing and outwardly displayed, quote, feminine qualities that became the target of taunts from classmates. His nickname became McGay. By age 11, he realized with horror that he was attracted to other boys. This is the problem. You, you, that shouldn't be something you feel horror, horror about. about. And you're, you're backing that up with your 20 years of work. Uh, he was attracted to other boys and was determined to suppress 20 these. years of work that he's now, by the way, going to just fade back into the background. Yeah. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Hey, guys. Going to the bushes. My bad. I'm so uh, where's the party? <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> By 18, he became more comfortable with his sexuality and was out to a small group of people until he had a guilt-ridden breakdown in the early 90s. Game's quest for salvation led him to a counselor who promised to help him get to the root of why he was gay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna help you get to the root, to the, all the way down, all, all the way. way to the root. Just yeah. bend a little closer. Yeah, I took it all. The game was told that counseling would help reveal the root of his homosexuality, and his sexual urges would lessen over time. But marriage, children, and starting Truth Ministry, later renamed and rebranded to Hope for Wholeness, didn't stop them. Conversion therapy is refuted by every reputable, uh, reputable scientific agency. It's not banned in several states. It's a lie, Game told the Courier. <laughs> we have harmed generations of people. We're, we've done wrong. We need to admit our wrongs and do what we can to stop the wrong from continuing to happen. And then he checked Grinder. <laughs> I'm there for that. This he lives is, in Grinder. This isn't the first time the founder of a gay conversion therapy program has later come out as gay. Depending on your propensity toward forgiveness, game is either a shining example of redemption or irredeemable scourge with blood on his hands. And um, yeah, there's more video of him talking, which we don't have to watch. So it's such a stereotype, right? The the uh, I guess it's 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 the opposite of the I'm not gay no more guy. <laughs> I'm not gay no more. I'm not gay no more. Yeah. I ain't gay no more. This that he was delivered. This guy is I turns out I am gay more. More gay than I thought. I'm not gay no more. <laughs> delivered. <laughs> I won't mess with a women's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> delivered. I'm not gay no more. I mean I I am actually. I'm not gay. My name is McCray Game, but I like the men's. I like the women. I like men. Women's, 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 women's. 
women. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> I like the women. I would not mess with a man. I like problematic. Men. I still married with kids, but my urges are worse than they've <laughs> ever been. Oh my god, I am so horny right now to <laughs> man for men. I am a hot mess. You <laughs> say he was a hot mess. I am such a hot, <laughs> hot mess. I'm a hot and bothered mess. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to come over here and help me clean up this mess? <laughs> My hot mess. Do you want to help me clean up my hot mess? I'm going to cool me off. <laughs> cool me off. Let's take a cold shower in the hot mess. There you go. Oh, is this the thing you did for Reese? Is it about this guy? Yep. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here the spotlight energizes the game. What's oh, that? there's a commercial playing. No, it shouldn't be. Oh, yeah? Okay. There it goes. Wait, what are you? Is there something else playing? There are two on? things playing. What is going on? On your phone. How is that possible? It's the hot mess on that phone. It is dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty phone. <laughs> Let's get to the root of that problem. <laughs> it's dirty. All right, let's try it. As reparative therapy. There we go. Time for my final thought. Writing in a Facebook post, I was wrong, please forgive me, McCray Game, a leader of one of the biggest conversion therapy ministries in the nation, Hope for Wellness, has come out of the closet admitting that he is gay, seeking forgiveness Hope from for the LGBTQ community. Now, conversion therapy, also known as reparative therapy, are practices employed in some religious communities that claim to be able to cure a person of the illness of homosexuality. These practices debunked and condemned by nearly every major medical group in America, including the American Psychiatric uh, Association and the American Medical Association, have been directly linked to emotional and psychological trauma, bringing depression, anxiety, and even suicide to some who have gone through them. 18 states, including D.C., have enacted laws banning the practice on anybody younger than 18, but nearly 700,000 LGBTQ-identifying adults have gone through these programs, and for almost two decades, Game was overseeing the nation's largest. Now, Game, who is married in 1996, he also has two grown children. He's not the first leader of this movement to accept themselves and come out. He's one of several, and almost all of them agree these programs don't work. What does work is self-acceptance, the shedding of any ideology that would tell you that who you are, who you were made to be, is an illness, an illness that's to be cured through bogus therapy. This whole story just highlights the cycle of victimization. If people like McCray Game felt free to live their truth, he would have no need to derail the lives of so many other LGBTQ youth just to run away from himself. Now, while McCray Game and others like him have come to grips with that and have found a sense of peace and stability, they still have to deal with the facts and realities of all the troubled lives they left in their wake. Game seems to know this, saying he hopes the community will give him the chance to talk to them so he can hear them out and apologize. He also realizes that his apologies for many won't be nearly enough, but he plans to apologize for the rest of his life. And he should. We're going to continue this conversation online. You guys. Well, you know, game recognize shame. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me. <laughs> I'm telling you what, guys. I was for the first, first 51 years of my life, I was a hot mess. I'm going to apologize. Now I'm still a hot mess, but in a positive way. Uh, I apologize. I like listening to Sylvester. <laughs> and watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Problematic. You better work it, bitch. The whole reason I started the Hope for Wholeness is to be in the company of 18-year-old gay boys. That's why I wanted to start it. Are you gay? I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
Let me show you how bad gay sex feels. That'll make, that'll learn you. That'll teach you. Come here, son. Wholeness. Yeah. So who knows the damage he's inflicted on people's psyches. A lot. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, uh, I guess, is, is it, is it ever too late for someone to find who they really are? I guess not. I guess not. It's just, well, what do you do to go back and, and, and make amends for the damages you've done? You who just, knows how many kids kill themselves behind the shit he'd put in their heads? Yeah. He just apologize a lot. That's all you do. You just keep saying you're sorry. Nothing else you can really do about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, guys. Did you see me on the news? That's 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 on me. <laughs> that's my new direction. I hope you guys like my new direction. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for it's the rest a of my life. Gay Odyssey from me, McCabe. That's on me, guys. Game. I'm sorry. All right, we're an hour fifteen. What should we All close right. out on? Should we close out on anything? Um. I think this is well. We can always close on on Mr. McGabe. Oh, Sacramento Walter Bar with the Mosley. whites only sign. Walter Mosley. I found that interesting. Oh, Walter Mosley. Kind of goes into what we were talking about. The, the writer. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. Wait, really? Antonio Brown's going Where'd to the Patriots. Where did you see that? Oh my God, <laughs> oh Antonio my God. Brown. Called it. I mean, we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday right he'll be. All, <laughs> Thursday he'll be on his fourth team. Probably off the. Yeah, <laughs> so, probably off the Patriots at this point. But yeah. <laughs> on uh, by Thursday he'll have had like four different teams. Maybe he'll be in the Canadian Football League by Thursday. Yeah, Tony Brown close to signing a deal with the New England Patriots per sources. It'll be like one year, one million dollars. Incentive laden contract. Nine million dollars. Um, per NFL reports, the deal includes a $9 million signing bonus for Brown. Wow. Okay. They're giving him how much? $9 million. $9 million. How did they get that really? money? Where they had they that kind of money? money. I guess they had that kind of money. Well, you know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they don't mind cheating players anyway. So, you know, Tom Brady, who probably should be, you know, should probably have a defer, probably should have had the first guaranteed contract. Yeah. You know, he takes pay cuts. That's true. So, you know, he has the money. Yeah. He convinced other and they convince other players to take pay cuts. Yeah, the Patriot way. <laughs> you, you want you want championships or matches? Hi, I'm, I'm Antonio Brown. The Raiders were a hot mess. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I'm a very flamboyant receiver. Now I'm coming over to New England Patriots, where the logo is a guy bent over. <laughs> <laughs> My feet have frostbite, and I'm going to play in New England. I got a thick mustache. <laughs> What's that tell you? Don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The Steelers were a hot mess too. I'm, I'll say it. So, what is the uh, the story here? Walter Osley was writing on. Um, they brought him in to write on the new Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek show, Discovery. Right. And he was telling a story in the. Uh, is that with Captain Picard show. back? Is that that or I know that's okay. the other one. Star Trek Discovery. And he was. Uh, is there Getting ready for season two. Okay. And he was brought in to kind of punch up. So he was telling a story in the writer's room. Let me see if I can find the story. I wanted to tell the story first before I tell the intent. Yeah. Because then he, he's the one that came out and explained what's going on. He got called into HR. Right. Is what happened. I told a story about a cop who explained to me on the streets of Los Angeles that he stopped all niggers in patty neighborhoods and all patties in nigger neighborhoods because they were usually up to no good. I was telling a true story as I remembered it. So that's the story he was telling them. Then he gets called up by HR. Sir. 
please come here. They told him that sources note that HR called Moses to inform the acclaimed writer and novelist that typical use of that word was a fireable offense, but there was but there, but there was to be no course of action taken against him. Instead, HR informed Mosley that a writer in the room was uncomfortable with it and effectively wanted to ensure he was aware of the studio's policy. <sighs> yeah. So Walter Mosley said, earlier this year, I just finished with the Snowfalls writer's room for the season when I took a similar job on a different show. Now, he's trying to name the show, but everybody knows. Yeah. I've been in the new room for a few weeks when I got a call from Human Resources. A pleasant sounding young man said, Mr. Mosley's reported using the N-word in the writer's room. To which Mosley replied, I am the N-word in the writer's room. He's a black gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. This Mosley went on to the individual HR. So, well, he's free to use that word in a script. He could not say it. So you can write it and you can read it. You just can't say it. But what if you're f- just floating the line? In the he didn't call room. anybody that. He just said it. Right. I didn't call. I just told a story about a cop. The story I just told you. Yeah. While he was unaware who complained, ab- who complained about the use of the word, he said, "There I was, a black man in America who shares with millions of others the history of racism, and more often than not, treated as some human." It, it if addressed at all that history had to be rendered in words my employers regarded as acceptable. Yeah, there was being chastised for criticizing the word that oppressed me in mind for centuries. As far as I know, the words in the dictionary, and as far as I know, the Constitution actually shows me both the freedom of speech and the pursuit of happiness. Which that last sentence has nothing at all. Not in the workplace. Yeah. yeah. So some some writer, some pearl clutching writer. Well, he was he wasn't immediately threatened with termination. He left. Yeah. And he left gangster. He just stopped going in. <laughs> he didn't even call in. His no call, no Stop show. Stop going in. He did the old NC slash NS. Yeah. No call, no show to the Star Trek writers room. Man, fuck Star Trek. Star Wars is better anyway. I said it. See y'all tomorrow, baby. Right. Doesn't come in again. Context. So we're talking about context of what he's talking about. But because you're uncomfortable, I have to bend to your wishes. I think that you could have just talked to me about it. I think that was a performative discomfort too. Yeah. Like, of were they really uh, uncomfortable? Was it really offensive? If you can read it in a script. Right. And if you can write the word. Right. Then he, just hearing the syllables He's together. telling a story. Did he just choose to tell the story yeah. for no reason at all? Let me tell you a story. Um. <laughs> it just seems odd that, I mean, maybe he thought it was like an anti-cop story. Maybe the person who complained was more offended by that. I could see that happening and just use that as the, as the lever, excuse. pull that lever. But if the writer is okay with hearing or reading it, which means saying it in his head or writing it, Maybe he's not okay with that, but if it's within the rules, then speaking it from a black guy who's telling a story seems like it wouldn't be that big a deal. I wonder well, if someone already had a problem with him. You know how people just wait for someone to fuck up so they can complain about him? Like maybe he uh, he had an issue, a beef with another writer. Dominic just posted something. White Andy reads my negative IHOP review. Oh, was that the, probably from when we did it on <laughs> <Yeah>. the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, he did a story today. He's at he goes at IHOP all the time. By the way, right. I've gone at IHOP with him. That's near my house. So he wrote this one star IHOP review, which is still up. I think, <laughs> even though he goes there all the time, right. like he's at IHOP all the time. We've met at IHOP. We've after a show, like after the draft house on Saturday night. It's like, hey, you hungry? Let's swing by IHOP on the way home because they're open twenty four hours on weekends. They they know him there. He's a regular. Like, what are you writing a negative review? Have you written a five star review for all the other good times there wasn't hair in your food, Dominic? Let me see if he ever pulled that review. I'll I'll check it later. Yeah, check it later. <laughs> Still, he stands by that one review. <laughs> I found a hair in my. Food. It was just one time. 
<laughs> now, I've been there uh, 450 other times, and the uh, service has been great. I will not review those times. <laughs> we'll talk about this one time. I will not review the 400 other times that service was great. I had hair one time. Yeah. It's too much for me. You're going to hear about it. I even made sure that the grammar was correct. <laughs> I did not like it. Yeah, it's it's this context. Is a hot people, mess. people refuse to <laughs> see context now. And yeah. That's why I say that this this grand discussion people want to have about race, it ain't happening. It's performative. <laughs> it ain't happening because people don't want to have it. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this that's conversation. That's what it's going to be. I'm not comfortable. They're definitely not comfortable with it. With, they're probably more comfortable with him being in the room, period. Yeah, I think it stems from a he's, bigger he's issue. Very, he's, a, he's a grown man who's the highly successful grown man. He's far and above. I'm sure he's in the world of writing. I'm sure he's far and above them. Let's just <laughs> say it like that. Dominic's review is still up. You know, has three likes. And then I come with So how are you supposed to have these grand discussions about race if that's too much for you? <laughs> you know how you have them? You don't. Exactly. <laughs> What's that over there? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about Dominic's review from uh, four from a year ago. His IOP review, the last line, you have lost a customer for good. <laughs> he goes there all the time. It's <laughs> twice a week he's at that IHOP. What he's always IHOP, there. Whoever runs the IHOP social media, what if they pulled all the receipts with his signature on it? Like, I thought you said he was, <laughs> this is the last time again. Excuse me, sir. Are you this Dominic Rivera? <laughs> clap back. Hashtag clap back. <laughs> Hashtag. Sorry, IHOP. Back then, I was a hot mess. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer anti-IHOP. <laughs> He goes in at IHOP all the time. I've met him there. Like if I have I have an SD card, like he's had me like do an edit on his podcast and I need to get it back to him. I'm like, let's just meet up at IHOP real quick. Mm. He's always at IHOP. It's a, <laughs> right. It's probably the place he goes most in Ashburn other than his house is at IHOP. But there, he has not revised his review. <laughs> Why would he? He doesn't have to. Okay, I've been to this IHOP 67 times since the hair and the food incident, and I, <laughs> it's been good. Like, it's been nice. I really feel like that my Yelp review really changed yeah. <laughs> how they how they work. They have hair nets now. Yeah, it's been good. I haven't found hair anymore. The milkshakes are solid. <laughs> Actually, everybody, in the, everybody that cooks has bald heads. French toast is pretty good. <laughs> They're all bald now. <laughs> they got they their griddle clean. Yeah. I like the griddle. <laughs> smells nice in there. Right, I'm gonna try their spicy chicken one of these let's days. Bring this one home. Chicken I still haven't had a shit. I've tried it. I still haven't had a, pie, a Popeye's chicken sandwich yet, and I'm upset. Well, you uh, gotta wait till like no, next wait. year at this point. Yeah. So, so they kill they're your, growing the chickens now. Your one star review is <laughs> coming. Growing them right now. They've hatched. Now yeah. they're now they're just they're growing getting them older. Slow. You'll you'll it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, there's a Roy Rogers nearby. Try their Texas beet yeah, spicy chicken. Shit. Okay. Wendy's solid too. I like Wendy's. Yeah, I like I like Wendy's chicken sandwiches. Yeah, the, the spicy is good. But, you know, it's worth the wait. You start uh, get the app. Okay. Someone tweeted at us, the app will tell you when it's back. The Popeye's app. So, I don't have the app. I'll just find out when Twitter starts blowing up because of it. All right, y'all. We're going to bring this one home. I was a vegetarian. Enjoy this podcast. <laughs> And then I came out of the chicken eater. Mike B's got his show coming. All tickets are sold out. But go ahead and give him a quick little. Plug. Oh yeah, September twenty eighth. All tickets sold out. Uh, DC Art Center recorded my uh, second album. Um, promote might be the album. Um, proceeds. Some of the proceeds will be given to a couple of charities. Uh, one hashtag Team Pam Dukes. Another one the uh, We Act organization. Uh, on the show is Greg Stevens is hosting the Dela Banks Charity Side Day Part Three Guys on and uh, Tommy Taylor Jr. Uh, it's gonna be a great show. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Andy Klein is gonna be in the booth. Uh, Randall Turns is gonna have the had a notepad in the back, 
coach him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to walk out mid-set. <laughs> Hold on a second, man. You fucked that up. What, are you, what are you doing? Give us, a, give us a minute, guys. Give us a minute. Stop the recording. Go to your corner. <laughs> Stop the recording. You pull, like a head coach, this is the play you should have ran. You know you fucked up, right? That'd be Yeah, if you start bombing, yeah. I'll, I'll pack up all the equipment <laughs> while, you're, while you're doing your set. Uh, you'll just hear like my bag zip up. <laughs> zip, and I just walk out. Excuse me. <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> Like, I, gotta, I have another show that I, I had just in case this went this way. <laughs> Look, I didn't. I wasn't planning on walking out, but this set is a hot mess. <laughs> it is a hot mess. <laughs> Name the album Hot Mess. <laughs> Mike B, Hot Mess. All right, y'all. A lot of S's. Come on back on Monday. S, Hot Mess. Hot mess. Yes. Mess. Come on back on Monday. We'll be here for y'all. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Track four. What else? Problematic podcast. What else? What else? Yeah! Problematic podcast. Track five. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> we'll be back for you on Monday. We want to thank Mike for sitting in with us. So why y'all still here? Yeah. <laughs> Track six. Anyway. 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 What, wait, did they get the light yet? What time? How we, How we doing on time? Track seven. Did I get the light yet? <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate this. <laughs> so, we appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all Monday. Yeah. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I might be. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah! Three guys on. We're out. Joe is the greatest of all time. <laughs>